it is very, very interesting here in New York. And the person you're always going to want to hear about it, Jackie Powell, joins us. Locked on Women's Basketball starts now. Ogumba Wallet for the win. You are Locked On Women's Basketball, your daily podcast on women's basketball. Well, friends, did you have a nice, long, relaxing weekend? Because we didn't over at the next. Hello and welcome to Locked On Women's Basketball. I am your host, Howard Megdahl, thanking you for making us your first listen every day. Make sure you are subscribing wherever you get your podcasts. And of course, make sure you are paying attention to all the work being done at thenextsoups.com. $9 a month, $72 a year. You can support the over 100 reported pieces. I feel like just yesterday alone, 100 reported pieces, but it's usually per month over at thenextsoups.com. And Jackie Powell, you have a piece up this morning about what is an absolutely fascinating trade, a three-way trade involved, among others, John Quill Jones going to the New York Liberty. So just, Jackie, top line, you talked about this near the top of the piece. It's like a bookend in your mind for the trading of Tina Charles. Tell me why that is. I think it's it's a bookend because it it shows the fact that the Liberty now will have an MVP on their roster for the first time since Tina Charles's departure. It sort of shows that the the rebuild process in a word is over. Yeah. This is the Liberty want to be in the top and upper echelon of the WNBA. And by doing this, they are showing that regardless of what different free agents decide, they want to be in that position. Different free agents. That's an interesting general phrase. Do you have any particular free agents in mind offhand? Well, I mean, there is the one who has been rumored to Decide to go to New York, uh, the state where she was raised in, in Brianna Stewart. Mm-hmm. Uh, he is a very close friend of John Quell Jones. I could tell you all that when I was talking to JJ in a Las Vegas hotel for a story I wrote at SI about mental health in the WNBA, mm-hmm. JJ and I were sitting near the elevator And all of a sudden, Stewie and her wife, Marta, come across. And JJ, she says to me, she says, Jackie, do you mind if we pause just for a minute? Because she just wanted to get up and and say hi to Stewie and and talk to her before the two were going to go their separate ways. I think it was in preparation for the Olympics. Uh, Mm -hmm. After that, Stewie was going to go to Tokyo and because it was that all-star period. But that's a a memory that's very... uh, stuck in my mind at this time, of course. You talk about this in the piece, but to me, the biggest thing out of this trade isn't just John Paul Jones. 
It's John Paul Jones and the Liberty are able to save $44,000 under the salary cap in doing it. And just for our listeners so that they have it. And um, as was first reported, the details of the trade by um, me, the three teams involved, New York receives John Paul Jones and Taylor Thornton. Dallas receives Natasha Howard, Crystal Dangerfield. Connecticut receives the number six overall pick, Beck Allen and Ty Harris. So to be able to do that, to be able to add an MVP and subtract salary just seems like a crazy win to me, right? Oh, it's it's extraordinary. And the only reason why JJ came at the price she did is because Connecticut had to act now. Mm -hmm. Uh, The reason that this all happened now and not during the free agency period was because they wanted to core Brianna Jones. And also, I think this goes back to the GMing that was done by Kurt Miller in that he found a way to convince JJ to take sufficient or a large amount less than what she is worth. Right. And many folks may be looking at this and saying, wait a minute. How was Natasha Howard earning more money than John Quill Jones? The reason was Kurt Miller was able to convince JJ to take a certain amount in order to contend for the championship that the Sun, with both of those folks, could not achieve. I mean, that's, you know, where are you on the success arc? And New York had to convince Natasha Howard to come make a jump at a time that the Liberty were still not contenders, right? And being able to do that, that reinforces not only can you potentially get a Brianna Stewart on a max deal, on a super max deal as needed, but there are other free agents too who, and and, and I mean, we'll talk about specifics. I'm not trying to be uh, oblique about it. Um, that there are other free agents too who are going to want to join up with a team that has Sabrina and JJ. Whether or not you have Brianna Stewart, if you have Brianna Stewart, that's going to feel like an opportunity to come in uh, and play for uh, the Sue Bird uh, contract from last year in Seattle. Huh. I didn't think about it like that, but that's that's quite fascinating. I really, that did not cross my mind. I mean, when I was doing the math and in my piece, you'll see mm-hmm. the, the idea is that New York expects that they can, that they will bring back Honshu and Maureen Johannes. Thank God. So, I, I mean, <laughs> point of personal privilege. I agree <laughs> on the thank God. Times um, too. Yeah, go ahead. Yes. And then they would have space for someone, one of their un, unsigned draftees. Yeah. And a lot of these folks are having very good seasons overseas. So that's mm-hmm. Raquel Carrera, that's Sika Kone, and that's um, another Marine, Marine Fateau. Yeah. I don't mention Niara Sabali because her contract is too expensive for the space that's left. Mm-hmm. Um 
Although I did hear that Niara Saboli has been on schedule with rehabilitation and that she's been, while she's been coaching, she's also been serving as sort of a practice player for the team. So she's getting reps as she rehabilitates. But anyway, that's a bit of an aside. But but it's an important one, right? Effectively, you have a G-lead type of depth in the New York Liberty organization, you don't find across this league as a whole, because of what Jonathan Kolb has been able to gather both overseas and even, you know, picking Sabali where he did, knowing what Sabali's injury situation was at that point. Yeah, that's that's correct. And and I mean, I know there were there were many fans that were very disappointed and they they were like, well, how could you waste a, uh, a top pick like that? And she's not even going to play. But to your point, Howard, Jonathan has built the, the depth in other places and in other drafts and has picked up players that maybe he got at a, a different or they might be better than when they were drafted. Yeah. Yeah. No doubt about it. And, Again, the, what they've added now is significant, but to me, just as important is what it allows for them to do next, and it's very significant. I do, though, before we get into that and we even talk about what was lost, I want to talk to you first about Rocket Money. Now, Rocket Money was formerly known as Bill. It is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps you lower your bills all in one place. You might be sitting there thinking, why do I subscribe to things like Netflix and Hulu uh, when I can be spending that money better on subscribing to the next and subscribing to the nine? And so, you know, Rocket Money is here to help you with that. Over 80% of people have subscriptions they forgot about. Uh, that streaming service you bought or that free trial or that <laughs> that Gannett newspaper that goes from a dollar a month to $52 a month. Rocket Money makes canceling subscriptions as easy as the click of a button. Simply find the subscription you don't want and press cancel and Rocket Money will cancel it for you. No more long hold times with customer service or tedious email and back and forth. Over 3 million people have used Rocket Money, saving an average of $720 a year. So stop throwing your money away. Cancel unwanted subscriptions and manage your expenses the easy way by going to rocketmoney.com slash LockedOnNBA. That's rocketmoney.com slash LockedOnNBA. Once more, rocketmoney.com slash LockedOnNBA. So last year, the great Ari Graham who is our Dallas Winsby reporter, wrote a piece about the indispensable Kayla Thornton. And to my mind, as I've thought about what the Dallas Wins were going to do this offseason, and we're going to have like a, a less excited podcast later this week with Ari Graham, because we're talking Dallas Wins instead of New York Liberty. Kayla Thornton is not just a valuable player. She is you know, fundamentally a Latricia Trammell player. So how does she end up in this deal and how big a deal is it that New York added her? So my understanding of how Kayla Thornton was 
was put into this deal. I was going to say throw in, but I want to be very clear about this. Kayla Thornton is not a throw in player. Right. Um, what the Liberty understood was if they were going to lose Beck Allen, which let me tell you, they did not want to lose Beck Allen. There were many iterations of this trade where the Liberty tried to keep Beck Allen out of it. Uh, they understand her value. Uh, she was with this organization for seven seasons and she didn't just provide three and D she provided more. She provided a blueprint about how the Liberty wanted their culture to function. Mm -hmm. uh, she was someone who stuck with this organization through the lows of lows and the more highs of highs. And this so, is the last link back to Madison Square Garden, right? That is correct. That is Absolutely correct. And it is it, it is a part of franchise history right now that, you know, that link is gone. But moving back to Kayla Thornton, the Liberty wanted someone who could take on some of the intangibles that she provided. Uh, mind you, you know, uh, no one has the go-go gadget arms of Beck Allen. Uh, Maybe Jonquil Jones, actually. Mm -hmm. But um, at the wing position, it's very hard to find someone with the length that Rebecca Allen possesses. But Kayla Thornton comes with the strength and the, the, the mental toughness to guard one through four. And that is something that the Liberty value very much. They are very excited about the prospect of putting her next to Benajah Laney and being able to just muck things up on, on the defensive side. Uh, Kayla Thornton, she can shoot the three. She can. Um, there have been many times where when people find her and she's open, she can hit shots. The Liberty have guards who have the IQ that is high enough to find her when she is open. Is she the shooting savant or prolific shooter that Rebecca Allen is? No, but that's okay because of the, the other shooters that the Liberty have on this roster. And what I find really interesting is Sandy Brondello spoke in qualitative terms in August during the exit interviews. Mm -hmm. And we asked her about different needs of the Liberty moving forward. She hinted about the free agent market. Some thought she was hinting about Brianna Stewart, obviously. But when she got more qualitative, I really listened and she talked about this concept of toughness. Right. And she thought that without Benajah Laney, the Liberty were missing that rugged toughness, that, that defensive grit energy that helps you win close games. And so... That's what the Liberty are adding in Kayla Thornton. They're adding someone who plays with that level of effort and toughness. To me, everything you say is spot on. But what is even more interesting to me is that we think of, and I do it too, Rebecca Allen as an elite shooter and Kayla Thornton as a defense-only player. But if you go, and it's not a small track record now at this point, Kayla Thornton's true shooting percentage for her career is 53.1%. It was 59.3 last year, which was a career high for her. Beck Allen, 
her career true shooting percentage is 49.8%. And she hasn't been above 50 since 2019. And so from a perspective of who is providing more overall value, I think we both think Rebecca Allen has another deer that would come with playing 30 minutes a game and getting regular shot opportunities. I think she's going to get that in Connecticut. And so it's going to be fascinating to see. But it's hard to argue that you're really losing that much offensively going from Rebecca Allen to Kayla Thornton. Well, that is an excellent argument. Um, but as someone who has covered Rebecca Allen very closely for many years, uh, 2022 came with a boatload of asterisks. No doubt. It was, it was a season where she was pretty much concussed three times, Mm -hmm. uh, which was something completely out of her control. And it's fascinating to me that amid even that and amid what happened to her at the world cup, when before her ribs were broken and her lung collapsed, she was playing the type of basketball that you and I have always known that she's capable of playing. No doubt. And no so- doubt. But, but Jackie, she's had one year where the three-point shot consistently was north of 40%. You know, she's just, you know, she was at 38 in 2021 but she struggled from two, I mean, below 30% from two point range. She hasn't put it all together. And yes, I think of her as this young player, which is, I remember her being touted by people inside the Liberty back in the Madison Square Garden years, but she's 30 years old. I mean, I think there's a non-zero possibility that this, which is valuable, but not the all-star that we thought she could get to, this might be who Rebecca Allen is, right? Yeah. I mean, well, I I think the Liberty have seen her as an impact role player. Mm -hmm. That's sort of at least the Liberty of now. And so who I think they got in return for her is very much so an impact role player in Kayla Thornton. Yeah, no, I I 100% agree. And you just, again, you think about there's two big additions. The loss of, um, to be clear, Rebecca Allen is not insignificant. And I think that's significant. And it's worth pointing out, Crystal Dangerfield, too, is a loss. It requires them to come up with an alternative at point guard that helps Sabrina be off the ball more. When you think about what New York needs to do between now and the end of free agency and the draft, how important and how many minutes roughly do you think they need to find a true one that allows Sabrina to do a little bit of both? So here's the thing. I don't think the Liberty want a true one. Um, I think they understand how it's helped Sabrina But they are seeing the evolution of the league and the evolution of how the backcourts are going to change. And what what you saw in Las Vegas, sure, you could consider Chelsea Gray as a true one, but 
not really. I mean, she was able to create for herself and it wasn't even her incredible passing that drove the aces through the playoffs. It was her shot making. So when you have a combination of Chelsea Gray and Kelsey Plum in your backcourt, those two can sort of get on and off the ball for each other. That's what I think the Liberty want. And so the idea is that you can do that with Sabrina Ionescu and Maureen Johannes, but Maureen Johannes is, she is going to come over late. It won't be as late as last season. And then there will be an in-between period where she has to go back to Europe for Eurobasket and she'll miss around 10 days. So I don't believe she will miss as much as she missed last season, barring, of course, her French team in EuroCup, Lyon makes it to the French finals or whatnot. Mm-hmm. But still, they, they need something. They need something to fill that void. Mm-hmm. There's definitely a Courtney Vandersloot-sized hole that they could potentially fill. And we'll get to that in a minute. But first, I want people to know about betonline.net, which is your number one source for sports betting, info, stats, news, and analysis. Get the latest odds and trends for every pro and amateur league out there. And when I say everyone, I mean not just NBA, but WNBA. I mean not just men's college basketball, but women's college basketball. They've got sports podcasts as well. They are always your easiest and fastest way to get betting info. So head to the website today or use your mobile device for learn more. Bet online where the game starts. So picture with me, if you will, the best case scenario where Brianna Stewart signs in and say at the Supermax, it's worked out, you know, in order to allow her to do that. Um, where you'd need to have some sort of compensation, but it happens, right? And Courtney Vandersloot signs for the league minimum. You have a scenario where she simply wants to win a championship. This is a pure hypothetical here. If you put all that together, are the New York Liberty the favorites in the WNBA, or does Las Vegas, by virtue of having the core they have, put it together, and you have the continuity that goes with it. And, you know, Chelsea Gray, you know, pretty fair player herself. I've heard good things about Asia Wilson. I hear she's up and coming. I mean, really, just crazy talent that they've locked in, and, and I love how they've done that in Vegas. Who's the favorite in that hypothetical scenario between those two? I mean, on paper, it's the Liberty, but in in practicality, I would say it's the Aces because you cannot just, I mean, Sandy Brondello is an excellent chef of WNBA talent. That she is. But I think <clears throat> the idea is it's going to take time to figure out the ins and outs of that. And so right off the bat, I don't think the Liberty are going to look like that potential super team that you're talking about. Mm-hmm. It's the type of thing where as the time of the season goes by and mind you, this is, this will be the longest WNBA season ever at four mm-hmm. teams. When you have that much talent and God willing, they stay healthy. 
this is a team that is a title contender no matter what. Are they the favorite for the championship? I don't think so, but they are they move from being a playoff team to a title contender easily. No question there. I think the New York Liberty, if they had Brianna Stewart, John Paul Jones, Courtney Vandersloot, and Sabrina Ionescu, and then roster spots five through twelve were fathead cardboard cutouts, I think they would be a top four seed, yes. a top four seed. Um, but they're not. Han Shu is very much not a fathead cardboard cutout. Marine Johannes is very much not a fathead cardboard cutout. But Nigel Laney is uh-huh. not a fathead cardboard cutout. And by which I mean, I think there's enough talent there along with the top end that, yeah, I value continuity. I think it matters. I think, especially with Sandy Brondello coaching, I think you have to at least make them the co-favorites if that happens. I think if it's if they, if if Brian Stewart does not come, and Courtney Vandersloot does not come, I think there's maybe a little bit more of a learning curve. But the flip side of that is, no Brianna Stewart gives JJ more room to operate as well, and so there's a version where I think that works very well too. Um, I just think the floor for the New York Liberty now is a top four seed. Yes, I couldn't agree more. And I did not think about the potential of, of Courtney Vandersloot in New York at all. That that blew my mind. Um, <laughs> I'm a little speechless by it. Happy to report here at Locked On Women's Basketball and a bit of breaking news that those conversations have taken place internally. So just something to keep in mind, just a little fun nugget for you as we all continue forward in this incredible WNBA offseason. I want to thank you all for making Locked On Women's Basketball your first listen today. Now make your second listen, Game to Game NBA, which uh, I've looked into and is apparently also a basketball lead, but for uh, men. So more power to them. Every moment, every top performance, every result, Locked On Game to Game covers every game from across the NBA with local analysis that only Locked On can deliver. Interesting, Jackie, there's even um, Tony East, who's best known for his Indiana Fever coverage, but he covers, it's a team called the Pacers. Right? I mean, Mm -hmm. I mean, good for good for him. Good for him, you know, because the truth is men's basketball really needs to get a bit of a spotlight as this up and coming little brother league. So follow game to game on Locked On NBA available on the Odyssey app, YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. And for all of you listening or watching at home, if you're not following at Classic J-Pow, Classic J-P-O-W, I, I mean, what are you even doing with your life? Please examine your life choices. Jackie Powell, who does so much for us, covers the Liberty, does incredible work on social media, a delightful human. Uh, Jackie, it is always nice to see you. Oh, likewise, Howard. The the fun is just starting, folks. Just starting. And we will talk to uh, other beat reporters this week who may not be as excited about the team they covers team's chances coming up as Jackie almost by definition. But we'll be back with you tomorrow as we are six days a week. Subscribe wherever you get our podcasts. Until then, I am Howard Magdal wishing you a wonderful Tuesday. Welcome to Wallet. For the win. Yeah!
You are Locked On Women's Basketball. Your daily podcast on women's basketball. 